Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Show. It's me, Ryan, and of course, Lynn's with me as well. That's right. Good Friday morning to everyone. Now, most people would agree that it's not easy to run a business, much less an F&B business. Yep, it's not easy. You have so many things that can go wrong and often they can and do. So as a newbie in, in the industry, how do you survive? Yeah, what does it take to survive in it? such a cutthroat industry, right? Our guests... Next guest suddenly has gone through the school of hard knocks and 20 years ago, her very first venture with a 24-hour eatery failed. Fast forward to now, she owns a catering group employing over 100 people. Yep, and she's one of 17 women business leaders who were honoured at the Women Entrepreneur Awards earlier this week and that celebrates successful and promising women entrepreneurs who not only contribute to the business community and economy, but also to the social community. Well, we've got on the line with us Novi Jayanti Chua, founder and managing director of Eats Group. Good morning, Novi. How are you doing today? Welcome to the show, Novi. Hi, hi. Good morning. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great to have you on. You've come a long way, right, since you started in FMB. Let's take you back to 2003 when you just started. You had a 24-hour eatery. What made you decide to do something like this, which seems quite ambitious? I started my first business in 2003. Hmm. I was uh, 23 then. So um, I started 24-hour FMB, like coffee shop. You know, it was rare in the area. So I thought that's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. But what went wrong was a lack of experience. So I did not know how to analyze. Uh, neither do I, ha- do I have the ability to execute some of my ideas. Mm-hmm. So the sales right instead of getting better, it's getting worse each day, you know. How bad was it? Uh, until we barely can survive. Uh, I mean, almost like just about to die. But before finally uh, everything goes bust. But I managed to pivot. To do food catering. Uh, before you made that pivot, I want to get through some of the lessons you picked up along the way. You know, did you try to do anything? What worked? What didn't work when you were running that twenty-four hour eatery twenty years ago? So when my coffee shop actually uh, didn't do well, so I tried to do a food delivery to my neighborhood. So from there, actually, it requires a catering license, ah. which mm. is I do not possess. Then, uh, so you know, to get catering license, you have to get a vehicle, and then you have to get a SFA certified. I see. Mm-hmm. So since I got a vehicle, then why don't I do a island wide? That's how my I pivoted to food catering actually. Uh, okay, I, I guess I'm a bit yeah. curious. When do you decide that it's the time to pivot? When do you decide it's time to cut losses? How do you tell it's time to cut? Yeah, because I told myself that I couldn't get any worse than this the situation that I was in. So I just make changes. I just changed the direction of my business. I think around in 2005, in 2005. Yeah, around there. Okay, so from running eatery to running a catering business, was it a smooth transition? Uh, Actually quite uh, smooth mm-hmm. because for catering, right, we need to have a website. We need mm-hmm. to have... Uh, that time, right, in 2005, we just need to advertise in straight times. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, the orders start coming in slowly. Okay, you know, when you first started, did you have to offer promotions or discounts to attract people to try a restaurant? Because as a new name, right, I, I suppose people will be wondering, hey, which which company is this? Is this nice? You know, how do you attract that initial crowd to your restaurant and your catering business? Okay, for my restaurant, that's my failure. I did not do any uh, sales and marketing. I was then 23. I was just mm-hmm. like hoping people can spread the news for me. Mm. You know, but there's a limitation for that actually. Mm. So I did not do any sales and marketing for that. But from there, I learned that 
you know, sales and marketing is very important. Mm-hmm. Revenue in the company is very important. In general, so what if let's say you have a good product or you have a good uh, or something to offer, but it doesn't matter what business that you are in, but people still don't know that you are exist, you see. Okay. So, same thing for my 24-hour restaurant, actually. So, actually, I'm the only one then, you know, but I didn't make it. It's because I did not do enough. Uh, people don't know or not aware that the area we have a 24-hour so so what sort yeah. of margins were you expecting when you first started? Uh, I think then quite good. It's better than now, I think, the margin. Okay, okay. You mentioned no, sales and marketing is quite important. So learning from those experiences through the years, how much would you advise somebody in this business to budget for that? How do you go about marketing right now? Do you use social media and how much do you spend on these things? Okay, for now, right, for my, I just restarted my marketing team again uh, after the COVID. Mm. So I have three of them. One is a design, two of, two of them are designer mm. and one is just uh, to do the contents. We are changing website and we know that all these things is important. Lah. Mm-hmm. So how much did you budget for that? Uh, we aside budget is about, including the social media, at around 10000 a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're in conversation with Novi Jayanti Chua. She is the founder and managing director of Eats Group from Filling in her first venture in a 24-hour eatery. She now runs her own catering company employing over 100 people. It's called Eats Group. And Novi, you just picked up the Phoenix Award at the Women Entrepreneur Award. So this is a special award that's given out in recognition of outstanding past award winners who've weathered COVID-19, emerged stronger, Give us a sense how COVID-19 was for your business. How bad was it and what do you do to manage uh, those years, especially for your employees? Oh, wow. We have to adjust ourselves really, you know. It was like shocking to us that totally we have almost zero orders. I mean, zero orders literally, one or two per day. We are doing food catering, right? So we are dependent on a large number of packs, mm-hmm. 500, 1,000 or wow. I mean, not, not the amount, maybe 100 or 50 minimum. So we were like, very shocked. Of course, we have to do adjustment. We have to tighten our belt. We don't anyhow spend. And then, but we, I didn't, the company didn't lay off anyone. So very minimal uh, unpaid leave taken. Example, like one month is about two days maximum. Mm-hmm. Can you give us yeah. more details about those adjustments in terms of uh, how you were running your business? How did you change things around since you only had one or two orders a day? Yes, all along, right? I, the way I run my business is very uh, nimble. My company is not oversized. Mm-hmm. We were just right size then. You know, when you have a lot of uh, people, your company is too big. Sometimes your overhead are uh, increased. Your overhead is very high. For me, at that time during COVID, my, the company is just right size. Mm-hmm. So we are not over capacity. So we took two CK that we, we, we had that time. One is uh, owned by me and the other one is just and the other one's rental. So um, my operating cost is not very high. And then those staff already left Singapore before COVID, before the government closed the border. They already left Singapore, so I have lesser staff. Okay, so you had to venture into new things like training your workers, venturing into food production. And this has now put you in a better position uh, to capture the upside when uh, things are now picking up. Yes, what I learned that time... Because after my left, my workers all uh, left Singapore, right? They, they go back to China, they go back to Indonesia, uh, Malaysia. We lack of manpower. So that's where I changed my business model to where today we do uh, food manufacturing together with food catering. Okay. So we can produce more, more, yeah, more, more in advance. Lah. So Novi, we understand that a big part of your success is due to the fact that you had a mentor. Tell us more yes. about that. Oh, okay. So I, I joined the WEA and then they, they 
they encourage us to have a mentor and I choose uh, Mr. Ang, mm-hmm. uh, group CEO of uh, Jumbo Group. Having a mentor, you have to be honest, right? You have to tell everything, whatever your problems, you know, they got, they kind of thing. So in my mind, right, I'll be the last person, uh, the least uh, that Mr. Ang will think, you know, hey, let's do partner with, let's do business with you. Because I have to be honest about all my problems, how I run my business, like this, like that, you know. So I was very shocked that Mr. Ang asking me, hey, uh, come, let's do a yeah, Novi, I'm yeah. curious. What did so Mr. Ang nice. teach you that you didn't already know? Uh, he teach me how to run business properly and I do listen. So processes and for your company, what to set up? Yeah, where it is today. So he, he was telling me, you know, you have to you have to do your business this way. So that's where I, both, uh, I, I set up my food manufacturing, my third central kitchen now. It's uh, almost 6,000 square feet with the latest equipment and I'm able to produce more. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, Novi. Yeah. Novi Jayanti Chua, founder and managing director of Eats Group there. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.